Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for EIG. We are bringing this show to you today in an effort to showcase all the wonderful nonprofits in the community and to educate you on resources available and how to use your passion to get involved and give back. I have two guests today. I want to introduce you to Laura Rapa, and she is the head of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society better known as LLS, and as I was looking at some of the information that they provided me, I was pretty um, blown away to learn that every three minutes, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer, every nine minutes, someone dies from one, that there are more than 1.3 million um, living with or in remission from leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma, and then more than one-third of blood cancer patients do not survive five years after diagnosis. And blood cancers are the third leading cancer killer of Americans. And so, um, Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here today. You know, one of the things that I've always loved about doing Money Sense or, and now doing Milwaukee Philanthropic Community is how I become educated in things that I'm just not aware of. And, you know, you sort of walk around in the world thinking that you've got a pretty good grasp on things. And then you sit down with, um, you know, with you and with LLS and you realize how um, important the research is and what you're doing. And so I'm just really blown away by all the things that you do and you accomplish. And maybe you can start out by telling us how did the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society actually get a heart beating? How did it start? Yeah, so the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society was founded 70 years ago uh, by a family who lost their 15-year-old son to leukemia. And at the time, uh, pediatric cancer was had a survival rate of 10% for five years, so you know, not very good. And through the efforts of LLS and other organizations, we've been able to improve that survival rate to today. Uh, children diagnosed with leukemia having 90% five-year survival rate. So that's a really amazing number. We've also expanded our uh, research portfolios and patients to include all blood cancer patients. So not just pediatric leukemias, but pediatric lymphomas, adult leukemias, adult lymphomas, non-Hodgkin's disease, and then also myeloma. So really that whole spectrum of of blood cancer. And our mission is to uh, cure those cancers and also improve quality of life for patients and their families. When you talk about um, what you actually do, what you're so excited here. You've got this big smile on your face. You're bouncing in the chair. <laughs> and what, what, what gets you so excited about what you're doing? Yeah. So there are several things about the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society that really excite me. I mean, one is that we invest uh, a lot of our money in, in research. And so one example of that is we, a year ago, received two FDA approvals for a therapy called CAR-T. And, well, we didn't receive them. Um, the other, co- other companies received the FDA approvals. But we had funded that research for 20 years to the tune of about $40 million. And CAR-T is this revolutionary uh, treatment for 
patients who have relapsed leukemias and leukemia and lymphoma in particular. Um, and one of the, the children, actually, who received that in trial, um, his name is Austin, and he lives just outside of Madison. And he went into that trial um, with relapsed cancer as a last resort, and t- today he is five years cancer-free. So that's an amazing story from somebody who would not be here today. So that's one piece. Uh, I love what we do in terms of education. So we host... Um, support groups. We provide educational materials to patients and their families. But then in Milwaukee, we also have a blood cancer conference. So every September, uh, this year it's September 21st, we host a free conference for patients, caregivers, and their families from 9 to 3 in downtown Milwaukee. And we bring in clinicians from local hospitals, but also nationally to talk about the latest and greatest. So patients can be updated about, you know, what's new, how what long-term prognosis looks like, uh, just really all kinds of great information. And then the third piece, I would say, is we also provide direct patient financial assistance uh, for our uh, for patients and their families. And that can be anything from somebody who is diagnosed with leukemia or lymphoma can call us and receive $100 in patient aid. To we also provide copay assistance for um, last year in Wisconsin, almost a thousand families, and that copay assistance was almost two million dollars. So, you know, and that's a real financial burden for people, even if they have great insurance. Uh, so, those are the three things that make me really excited to be part of of this organization. When you talk about pediatrics, how do you define that age group? What does that look like? Yeah, so pediatric cancer is is any cancer that. Uh, anybody who is diagnosed with cancer under the age of 18, right? So that's, that's where we would define that. Um, we, we have actually a children's initiative that we are just starting at LLS, and that includes um, $10 million in research grants that we just released um, specifically for pediatric cancer. And we expect that there will be another $10 million annually going forward, uh, which is a great investment because that is an area of blood cancers, but cancer in general that has been underfunded is specific research. I, it says in here um, that your work is actually making an impact and that you're the largest nonprofit dedicated to fighting blood cancers mm-hmm. and that you really are looking for cures and you help patients to make sure that they can access life-saving treatments and um, and how do you do that? And so I guess it would be there's somebody out there on my show listening and going, how can I be part of this or how can I access this or is mm-hmm. this for me? How does someone know? Yeah, so if you are diagnosed with any kind of a blood cancer or if you're not sure that, that it's a blood cancer, we have what we call the Information Resource Center. So this is a... Uh, toll-free number, and I will give it to you in just a second, but it is uh, staffed by master's prepared nurses and social workers who can guide people through that. You know, what is that diagnosis? What does that look like? What are the treatment options? So you're unraveling the mystery. We can unravel the mystery (laughs) for you. And then also refer you to, you know, local support resources, whether those are LLS or in the community. So that number is 800 955 Four five seven two, and you know, anybody with a question is welcome to call and ask and figure out, you know, where what their where do they fit? Where do they fit exactly? 
Um, and for those listeners who aren't able to jot down that number, and Lori will give it to you again, you can always go to our website, ellenbecker.com, and you can listen to this interview again so that you have the ability, if you want to send it to somebody or someone that might benefit, that, that they have the information as mm-hmm. well. Lori, would you give the number again? Sure. It is 800-955-4572. And one of the other things that you talked about it was how you were able to um, change the life expectancy. And it, it says here that um, that you've seen an average decline of 20% in blood cancer deaths rates since the 1990s, which is really pretty amazing. And uh, And I know that I've had friends who've had children with leukemia, and, and it's it's devastating, and there's so much fear, and, what? you know, getting the education and um, not knowing, you know, the, the tension of being with the not, not knowing something, and mm-hmm. so it sounds like through all of this that you're able to um, help them navigate it, but also maybe to diminish some of the fear. Yeah, there are certainly some... Um cancer in in the blood cancer sphere that we have made great progress with. So uh, pediatric leukemia, ALL, is one of them. Uh, Hodgkin's disease is another one that the survival rates, five-year survival rates are like 85% overall. And there are, and then the other area where we've made a lot of progress is both with um, chronic uh, myeloid leukemia and chronic lymphatic leukemia. And those are two that uh, we actually treat with chronic drugs. So, you know, we can put somebody with CML on a drug and they can live for, you know, 15 or 20 years, which is really, really amazing. And so we've made some real strides. There are a few diagnoses that we haven't made as good of progress on. So acute myeloid leukemia, AML, is one of those. And that is something that we're actually nationwide working on a trial to help patients pick a best drug for their AML diagnosis. And that's a blood disease. That is, yeah. It's acute myeloid leukemia. So it's it's a form of leukemia that tends to strike older adults. Mm -hmm. So it tends to be tougher to treat. And and patients sometimes if they're older, it's they can't withstand a massive chemo mm-hmm. regime. So it, it takes a, a little more finesse. And this trial actually has those patients when they're diagnosed um, go get a DNA profile. So we take seven days, and then we do a DNA profile with the idea that we can pick a better chemo drug to mm. give them a better prognosis. Um, so we're. It, that trial is about two years old. We're just getting ready to start seeing the results of that. So I don't know that I have an answer, but it's it's something that's really, really exciting for those patients. That is very exciting. My guest today is Lori Rappa, and she is um, the, what is your actual title? I am the, the campaign the man- manager Yes. <laughs> okay, for Leukemia and Lymphoma um, Society, which is LLS. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, they have some really um, amazing um, ways of raising funds within the communities and actually all over the country. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about one that is happening right here in Milwaukee, Man and Woman of the Year. And, you know, one of the reasons, um, Lori, that that we do the show is to bring awareness to um, – I had this opportunity to go to Africa and to go to India, and I saw so many um, things that I couldn't take – charge of. I couldn't do anything. And so I thought, well, what could I do? And I realized that I could raise awareness in Milwaukee of all the wonderful um, 
organizations and 5013Cs and how they all come from people's hearts. And so we have clients out there, we have listeners out there who are interested in contributing, they're interested in how they can help, they're interested in um, being a volunteer. Mm -hmm. So let's take a break and when we come back, let's try and cover all that good stuff. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's philanthropic community. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor. And today is... um, Boy, I've sure learned a lot, and I really loved reading all the literature, and it was so informative, and I was surprised by the very unique ways that you get people excited and interested in LLS. And uh, so if you could go through some of those, that would be really great, and then we'll talk about Man and Woman of the Year, which is very exciting as well. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, so the... Leukemia and Lymphoma Society raises money in a lot of different ways. Um, one of our, uh, I would say, most popular events is our Light the Night Walk that occurs in October every year. We also have a Scenic Shore 150 bike ride, so it's a, a ride up the, the shore of Lake Michigan, and that's in July. We have endurance events with our team in training. Um, we have uh, Leukemia Cup Regatta that is uh, launching again this year in Egg Harbor, so that's really wow. exciting. We have a student uh, series that works with local schools to raise money. We have a Students of the Year campaign that uh, high school students compete in. They fundraise for seven weeks, uh, and then the winners uh, receive a scholarship. And then the campaign that I'm responsible for is the Man and Woman of the Year campaign. So uh, with that, we recruit community leaders. Um, We have 11 candidates this year, and they engage in a 10-week fundraising competition. Uh, And we have one of those candidates right here in our midst, Emily Siebers. (laughs) Yes, so Emily is... uh, is the campaign manager, so she is working with Nick Starr as the candidate, and um, she is working with his campaign. And how did you get involved in this? And I know Nick, so how did he get involved in it as well? He's a friend and a pal, so um, give us some insight into um, how you began this, because I think other people would like to know, you know the parameters around it as well. Well, blood cancer is something that's always been part of my life. When I was little, I would spend time at my grandparents' house when my parents were at work, And my grandfather suffered from leukemia. So on Wednesdays, we went to the hospital where he would get blood tests. And on Fridays, we would go back up there and he would get blood and platelet transfusions. So that was just something that I thought was normal. (laughs) Um, And I thought everyone kind of had this connection to leukemia and lymphoma. Um, But then a couple years ago, my cousin's daughter at the age of two was diagnosed with B-cell ALL. And they were down here at Children's receiving treatment. And it was around that time that Nick came to me and said, hey, I've been nominated for Man of the Year with the LLS. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he said, I've been chosen to participate in this fundraising competition and be a team leader. And I said, well, you don't turn down that opportunity. Um, This is something that's really important to me, and we're going to figure out how to do this. So we set our team goal of raising $100,000, and we are currently in the middle of the 10-week competition trying to raise those funds. And how is it going? It's going well. It's definitely a lot of work, but it's very rewarding. And so why did Nick get involved? I mean, what is the, what is the, 
the connection and the desire to um, do this, it makes such a difference. Nick had helped a colleague of his who ran for Woman of the Year last year do some of her fundraising. So she was a big influencer in nominating him for this campaign this year. So what does it take to um, be a campaign manager and to get out there and raise the funds? Um, A lot of organizational skills, for (laughs) sure, Um, and definitely just thinking on your feet, coming up with creative ways to raise money, finding different ways to get people involved and invested in your campaign, and helping them to see the importance of donating to nonprofits like the LLS and helping them to understand what the value of the research and the work that they do is. I know it says here that candidates form powerful fundraising teams and compete in honor of two local children who are blood cancer survivors. Yes, so there is a boy and a girl of the year that we get to meet and interact with throughout the campaign, and they are our big motivators. They're kind of like our our cheerleaders and our mascots, and part of the reason that, that you're so involved in this and so passionate about it is because of these two kids that are survivors or still battling the disease, and they're just amazing. They're so inspirational. They're brave. They're motivational they are everything that you can imagine that they would be and so how do people get involved in men and women and of course you're there trying to raise funds and there's 10 other teams I guess trying to raise funds <laughs> how do is there a website how do people participate yeah so you can um, definitely search for man and woman of the year Milwaukee and and it will pop up and if you scroll down there's there's a list of, of all the candidates that are that are participating this year so you can check it out um, and then you can or you can go to lls.org and then um, search for local events and and we will pop up as well we recruit candidates um, you know much like Nick got recruited we ask uh, our volunteers. Is it like getting thrown in jail when you'd have to call people? <laughs> it, it, get me out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> we we ask people who they know who they think would be really really great candidates. And, you know, people who who are competitive, people who are willing to ask, people who are willing to put themselves out there, and and we go in and ask them to to be part. So they get nominated essentially as as part of this process. To well, to do I that. could see Nick doing that. If I. <laughs> known him and I just admire the fact that um, even when you look at the firm that they've been awarded the Better Business Bureau for Ethics and Integrity so it would be the kind of thing that I could see him really wanting to do and really wanting to um, be a leader in it <laughs> quite um, I know that he's quite competitive very, so <laughs> very competitive very competitive so um, where does this money go does it have a special place yeah, so uh, the the money raised in the Man and Woman of the Year campaign all goes to fund our general mission. So, you know, what we talked about in the first segment, our research, our education, um, our patient assistance, our patient knowledge, our blood cancer conference here in, in Wisconsin, it goes to fund all of our mission. Uh, we do have recognition, so uh, candidates who raise uh, over $50,000, uh, which is a lot of money, have the ability to link to one of our research portfolios. So that's really motivating mm-hmm. for a lot of our candidates because they can then, you know, 
the money isn't directed, but they get additional information mm-hmm. about that portfolio. So, you know, for example, in Dick and Emily's case, um, you know, where they have their niece, they might want to choose a portfolio that's for pediatric cancer, yes. right? That they can get additional information about the work that's happening in that space. So that's, that's really motivating for people. And for the people out in our audience who are thinking they might like to volunteer, or they might like to get more involved or learn more. Again, you said to go to the website, and that was www.lls.org, and you have an 800-955-4572, and there's someone there Monday through Fridays, 9 to 9 p.m. Absolutely, yes, and we have... you. Know, we have volunteers at all levels, whether it's candidates, team members, uh, people who are, help with events, people who help on committees, um, and then people who also uh, you know, help with our patient assistance, so spreading the word about the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and what we do. We just have a, a few seconds left. What would you like to leave the listeners with? So if you have a connection and um, you would like to donate or get involved, uh, please contact us and let us know how we can assist you in that process. I want to thank my guests today. Um, both of them were absolutely fabulous. Emily Siebers, who is uh, campaign manager for Nick Starr, and also Lori Rapa. And, you know, I just want to thank you for the impact that you make and, and, and the bubbliness that you have and the excitement that you have. I mean, that's what it takes to... Um, make a difference and I can see that you're really committed to it so thank you again and join us again next week as we talk with other inspiring guests who will share how they are making a difference in our community you're listening to EIG Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN Investment Group. Hi, I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group, and we're really bringing this show to you in an effort to showcase all the wonderful nonprofits in the community and to educate you on resources available and how to use your passion to get involved and to give back. My two guests today are Jerry and Kara Wolf, and they are founders of Brain Tumor Professorship. And um, I was reading through all the information that you sent and. Um, one of the things that I've noticed with us doing the show and talking to people who have started foundations, that there's always a really important story attached to it, a reason, as I was talking to you early, the why of it. And so, Jerry, um, Eric was your son. Yes. And he was a student at UWM-Madison. Yes. And doing fantastic and just a happy kid and then was diagnosed with brain cancer yeah at the age of 23 yeah he was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer and uh, at that time uh, they gave him three to five years to live and so we had him treated at the UW Comprehensive Cancer Center in Madison because he was living in Madison he was going to school in Madison and after he passed away there were a bunch of people in our our community that were friends and and uh, students that that knew Eric and they thought it would be a good idea to put together some kind of event to raise money for uh, not only brain cancer research, but also to, to, to talk about Eric and remember Eric. And so that's when it started in 1999. You know, um, I can't, I'm a parent of three kids and seven grandkids. I can't imagine what it's like to go through something like that. But to put together a team of people and a group of people 
to honor him and to try and change the outcome is incredible. And that's been 20 years. So what's happened in 20 years? Well, <laughs> we've raised a lot of money. Uh, the first year, it was really interesting. We raised like $8,000, and that was back in 1999. And at that time, we, we really weren't that familiar with um, how to put together an event. And, but we did raise $8,000, and it was encouraging that we were able to do that. And uh, right now, as of last year, we've raised a million fifty-five thousand dollars. And where does that money go? Well, it goes to uh, the UW Comprehensive Cancer Center in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, actually it goes to the UW Foundation. Foundation, and they're the ones that um, they invest the money, and then they also use it uh, for uh, a fellowship at the UW Comprehensive Cancer Center. And the doctor that has the fellowship now is a doctor that worked with Eric when he was there. Yes, yes. So there's a, there's a real um, continuation yes. throughout your whole um, organization and what you're doing. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why we selected uh, that as a place that we would uh, raise money for is because they took care of Eric for mm-hmm. five years. And so we felt that we wanted to give back. And it's a well, world-renowned uh, cancer center mm-hmm. and they do a phenomenal job and they've they've made progress uh over the 20 years uh and and we're hopeful that they'll continue to do that but right now we've raised a little over a million dollars and we're racing to two million that's what our next mm-hmm. goal is <laughs> well and you know it's a grassroots it started in your kitchen probably at your kitchen table so yes. so kira tell me what is that like um eric was your brother yeah. and um you know, how yeah. how has this all been for you, raising the money and creating the opportunity? And have you run into other people in similar situations that have really benefited from just what you're doing? Having a place yeah. to go, yeah. a place to go where you can be yourself and talk. Right, right. Well, and I think you really hit on it because, you know, for me, you know, when we think back of, you know, 20 years ago and what it what it looked like at that point in time. And, and, and you know, Eric was a fighter. You know, he, he really always said, you know, I, I you know, it, I'm glad it's me because I don't know if I could watch this. Right. And he just it was just diligent about. <laughs> we're going to beat this and this is you know every year and they, you know it was going to happen and and so i think that's where we said you know what he had that spirit and we don't want anybody to go through what we went through and so what can we do right turn this terrible thing that happened to to our family and and is happening to others because this is one of those cancers that is underfunded and um it, it is not discriminatory against age right it's from young kids to anybody in between and so we said let's let's get out there and make sure that we can make a difference and so it's been really neat to be able to see um you know our driving force jerry wolf sitting right <laughs> next to me to say all right year one eight thousand right and then year two and and all of a sudden he had a quarter of a million dollar goal for us and we're like dad how are we going to do this right <laughs> but more and more people and so you talk about the journey to 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 collaborate and connect and i think that's what makes our, our our whole process to us unique, right? Because it's about connections. You know, it all started with we want to keep Eric's memory alive. That was the the, the beginning of it all. And and we, we wear that with a badge of honor, right? We, we talk about him. We share that story. And along the way, people you'd meet people that would say, well, either I'm going through this battle or, you know, my uncle is. Or we had somebody on our committee that had worked with us for years and then said, guess what, guys? 
you know what, I have a brain tumor, right? And you're like, you've been working to raise money for this, and now you're impacted by it. So these connections have just been in- incredible, and, and, and you feel part of something. And that's, that's what we've tried to create is that it's, it's about awareness and about raising money for research because our goal is to say we're going we're gonna to find a cure. Mm-hmm. But what's been absolutely rewarding is, is the people that we've been able to connect with and be with and to your point kind of have a place to say there is hope and there there's a reason why we're doing this and um and it it's becoming a real extended family um every event and every year that we've done it the brain is complicated Mm -hmm. yes it is (laughs) i mean it's really complicated and i'm guessing and i don't know this but that every brain tumor is different Yes, right, it is. and every person maybe reacts to cancer differently, and 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 reacts to the treatments differently, mm-hmm. and so each time, it's sort of like starting over mm-hmm. in a way. So knowing that there's a place that you can go where people have experienced this, for me, if that was the case, I would have a sense of. Um, that it wasn't just me, and that I could freely talk about it because right. I know as um, when things happen, you don't always know what to say to somebody, right? right. Right, absolutely, and and I think that's you know we, we've it's funny you say that because we we've had you know a dear friend of ours, Mark Lafon, that we met because he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. We were connected with him because he was following, in a sense, Eric's treatment plan, right? And yes, so he was. so as as Eric had passed, and this was his plan. We meet this young you know guy. And unfortunately, his, his journey ended after 10 years, right, of, of a battle. So a different story, a different, because it's so complicated. But f- he came to every event. His family was highly involved, right, because you felt part of something. And that together, we're going to make a difference. And, um, and that's, that's the part that, that drives us forward. And even his family today is, is a, a part of, of what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. I think somewhere in here I read, Jerry, that you had asked people to um, contribute and something, and then it said something like, and the minute you get involved, you're part of our family, or something like that. Yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, Well, Dr. Harari always talks about family and friends, Mm -hmm. and he has come down to our golf outing many, many times, and our run with wolves many, many times, and he always comes down and talks to our 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 group and and gives us a little insight into what's going on mm-hmm. and when i first started with this we set up a professorship which means that they just uh use the interest money and and use it for research but about four years ago dr harari suggested that you know all that money you have up there makes you feel good but it's not really doing a lot of work for us so then we switched over to a fellowship. Mm-hmm. And so two years ago, we had our first fellow, and Dr. Binda was from Canada, and she came in and she did clinical studies and clinical trials, and and it's been so good uh, for the university mm-hmm. to have that money and to have a person. In fact, uh, Dr. Harari just told me the other day that we also have hired another fellowship that'll start this summer, mm-hmm. and he's from Canada as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll do clinical trials and and improve his skills on on finding a cure. That's absolutely amazing. My two guests today, um, Eric's father, Eric Wolf's father, Jerry, and his sister, Kara Wolf, and they're the founders of Brain Tumor Professorship. And we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Run with Wolves and Golf for Wolf. 
And um, also, stay tuned because there's ways that you can get involved. And with that, we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, and it's brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm the founder and a senior wealth advisor. I have two guests today, Jerry and Kara Wolf, and they are the founders of Brain Tumor Professorship, and they opened and started this foundation um, for Jerry's son and Kara's brother, Eric who was diagnosed when he was in his 20s with brain cancer when he was at UW-Madison studying. I believe he wanted to be in design. Graphic designer. Graphic designer. And um, they have sustained um, this organization and raised over a million dollars for brain cancer research. And when we took our break, uh, I'm just going to share this with you because it was um, it's the things that it's what really – um, drives me to want to do shows like this and to bring it to our community is because Jerry looked at me and he said, I'm so sorry, I'm so emotional. And <laughs> I said, no, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. That's why this works. That's why why it works. And I was saying that someone told me once that when we have this pain and the sadness that it's the price of loving and being yeah. loved. Mm-hmm. And you obviously loved your son. And to sustain this and your brother to build something like this. And you know, I'm always looking for that silver lining and I said, I don't know why things happen, and sometimes I wonder myself, but I always try to go to the that feeling of saying that how wise a man he was, that he decided to come to this world because he knew that something had to be done, and he was willing to say, but nobody knows it, but if I have this, we're going to know, and I picked the right dad and sister and family that's going to do something about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, people can laugh, and I don't know what the reasons are, but it's it's all about the connection which mm-hmm. is which is what you said and and connecting to making a difference because a lot of times when things happen people don't know how to move forward right and you moved forward and now you've got two events right yes coming up and I uh, would love to have people contribute by showing up if you like to yes. golf and also run and to raise more money and uh, what else? Why don't you, Lori, dig in? Yeah. No, I, and I, you know, it's so funny. I, w- I was going to say, you know, one of the things that we have been um, so fortunate to be able to do is that we are surrounded by people who, as passionate as we are about this, we have a tremendous group of people who help, help us carry out this mission that we have, right? I mean, we're so passionate about we're going to find a cure. We're going to bring everybody along with us right on this journey. But we have incredible volunteers. Our committee is unbelievable, right, yes. that, that every day, you know, and work hard to, to make sure that we've got a, a great event for people to attend. Our volunteers, our sponsors, our, you know, people who um, donate to the event, who come and participate and share their stories and leave, even if it's the first time, say, you know what, I'll see you next year. And I feel like I actually was part, it wasn't just a run or a walk or a golf outing. I, you know, I feel part of this wolf pack. And and that's that's magic to us. That's that's why we do it because we we, we, we want to leave that that impression and, and, and as well as advance all of it. And so it's it's um it's it's neat. It's it's what drives us. And it gives other people, other families who are dealing with different types of things, yeah. um, a vision. 
right. for how they might be able to do this something similar to what you're doing. And I, I imagine it was very hard, but you didn't quit. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a driving force. We, we have a lot of friends of Eric's that, that really want to do this. They want to raise money for, for brain cancer research. And, and we have a, a very simple uh, mission statement, and that's uh, dollars plus research equals survivor. Mm-hmm. And that's um, basically, you know, why we do what we do. And we'll continue to do it. Well, I know Brett Engleton, who is our chief compliance officer here, um, came to both Wendy and I and said, you know, this is a really great organization. And I've participated. And I think these are just regular people. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) These are are. just regular people doing the best that they can Mm -hmm. to um, create awareness and to help, you know, figure out what to do to right. cure this and right. to uh, make it better. So what is the Run With Wolves and what is Golf for Wolf exactly? Well, we started Golf with Wolf in <clears throat> 1999, and it's a one-day event. And there's a lot of planning going before that because you have to send out invitations and stuff like that. But it's it's a one-day event of golf, and uh, we have silent auction items. We have other kind of items that, that we do and dinner and we have nice shirts <laughs> that we give out uh, for the golfers. But it's it's a day of remembering Eric. It's a day of uh, making more money, raising more money uh, for for brain one, cancer. One We're, step closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I always send out. We always send out uh, an invitation about two or three months before. And we do get a lot of people that are not golfers or not runners. And uh, they have been with us for years contributing to our cause. Mm-hmm. And they can just do dinner if they don't golf. Absolutely. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And the one thing that's interesting is that all of the money that we raise goes there. There are no administrative costs involved in this whole thing. Anything that we do, we take care of it. Our committee people uh, buy auction it's items, and it's all volunteer work. Donations, And, and yeah. everything Everything is gone. Every dollar goes to cancer mm-hmm. research. And it's um, the golf outing is being held at Ironwood Golf Course, yes. Ironwood. And it's June 22nd of this year. Registration is at 1130. Shotgun start at 1230. And is it best ball or something? Yes. yes. Thank, goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> That's why I play. Yeah. And um, it's a cost of $130 or dinner only $30. And you can, um, if this is near and dear to your heart, you could be a gold sponsor, a silver sponsor, individual contributions, and also they're looking for auction items. And that is being held. Ironwood, is that in? Um, Sussex. Sussex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if somebody says, oh, I love to golf and it's my something I'd like to do, they just go to your website. Yep. Which is runwithwolves.org. Correct. And so what is Run With Wolves all about? So Run With Wolves, um, and of course it's spelled W-O-L-F-E-S because that's our <laughs> last name, right? So we started that kind of as the sister event. Um, you know, we've been doing the golf outing for a number of years. This is our 10th year doing the run walk. And it is a run walk. I have to stress that. <laughs> um, but we held that we hold that in September. And um, Eric and I used to do, when he was diagnosed, we used to do a lot of run walk 
for different cancer events, and mm-hmm. um, and so we participated in that, and so it made sense at some point to say let's let's um, kick this off and do this kind of sister event, and so it's it's been wonderful. We um, we've seen a lot of teams that have joined or they've created their own teams, and we usually have around 400 to 450 people that um, participate, and it's just a great day to come out, and and it's in Menominee Park um, in Menominee Falls, and it's a tra- kind of a trail run walk, if you will, but it's beautiful it's fall time and it's a good time to be be together and this year we have bucky badger who's going to join us and the uw band members and so it'll be a lot of fun um and uh, a great way to get out on a on a sunday morning beautiful Mm -hmm. and on that too they can reach you um through the uh, run with wolves W-O-L-F-E-S dot org. Correct. If they want to sign up for that, yep. they can do that. And um, how, if somebody is out there and they've got questions about this, is there a way that they can reach you or reach out to you um, for more information? Absolutely. They can go through the website, um, okay. runwithwolves.org, and there's um, golf. Pa- there's a page for golf information um, as well as our contact information uh, okay. that they can get in touch with us via email, via phone, um, and uh, we'd love to, to chat with anybody who's interested in learning more and being and part of it. if um, you know somebody that is um, connected to this and would like to know more, you can go to ellenbecker.com, you can go to radio shows, and then you go to Milwaukee Philanthropic Community, and you can go, and the show will be online, and you'll be able to listen to it, or you'll be able to send it to you know somebody else so that they can get the information as well. Great. So both of you, what would you like to leave my listeners with? Well, I, first of all, I appreciate uh, having us on and an opportunity to uh, tell our story and, and what we're doing and, and why we're doing it, but also to let you know that we have a lot more work to do. And uh, we have to raise a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would like to see, if at all possible, people coming and join us, either at the golf event, the Run With Wolves event, or uh, also contribute money uh, so that we can further our mm-hmm. our uh, research. And Kira, what do you want to leave them with? I 100% agree with the, what he said. <laughs> and I would just say, come on out and join us and be part of the family and, and making a difference. And, um, uh, you know, come connect with us because we'd, we'd love to meet your listeners and, and have them be part of it. Thank you both so much for um, coming here today. And I just, I feel honored to be in your presence and in, in what you're doing. And as I said earlier, I'm a mom and I've got grandkids and those are never easy issues, but to raise up and to lift not only your family up, but to lift the community up is really wonderful. So thank you very much. And thank you, uh, thank you, you really are making a big difference. And I hope that everybody listening today joins us next week as we talk with other inspiring guests who will share how they are making a difference in our community. Be sure to stay tuned at noon for my money show and take care see you next week bye